1: Hey everyone, it's our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready, and remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details
2: okay round two name something that's not boring
3: a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
2: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumba has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes Chumba. Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
4: for details. Yep, yep, get old boys is back and reloaded. All in your mind. Yeah, now deep for the streets, the real, the railroaded
3: The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth, so they quote it Cause we wrote it, the north, south, east coast It's the G.B. not, but keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops and in Violins, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us it's G.B.
4: Don't get it twisted, On code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits it's Willie D, y'all. Scarface is in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, McKinley Phipps, aka Mac. What's happening? What's happening with y'all, man? Welcome back.
3: Come on, same song. Welcome back.
4: Welcome
3: back, welcome back. To, the, to the same old place that you laughed about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and yeah, the dreams was, have all changed since we've come around. around. Oh, welcome And I don't know Kyle, all right. the rest of the words, but we hung around, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Who would thought they up. need you? Yeah. yeah, right no, here, he where, where we need, need you. Ya. Yeah, man. well, teas a lot because <laughs> we got him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Wasn't that your boy that played East
4: on Coolie? Yeah, yeah, that was Freddie Boom Boom Washington.
3: Yeah,
4: Mac man. <laughs> man, it's good to see you, man. Thank you, bro. Man, you boy, you are a hell of a fighter, too. man. You you a true, you true definition of survival. Man, oh, let, let's, let's 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 take it all the way back. Let's go back to Third Ward, New Orleans. All right. How was that like growing up in Third Ward? I mean. Um, Actually,
5: my neighborhood was was it was it was nice, man. It, until '86 came, and we all know what happened in '86. Isn't that dope, yeah. I mean, you know, before then, you know, me and my childhood partners, like my manager Russell, there, we all played and we had fun. I really didn't know we was poor until I started seeing rich people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So until then, I just thought that this is where you know the way things were. But once '86, you know, hit, man, it was it was a hell of a blow to the community. For right. sure,
4: right. And how did it affect you and your family personally? Uh, well, you know, of course, I think with every
5: family, you have, um, you know, drugs affected them in different ways. With my family, luckily, you know, unfortunately, not going wood, we didn't have any junkies or any, you know, any, anybody in my immediate family because right. my parents, and, and my, my parents totally opposite. Like we, we and, had dope things in our family, right? And 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 I, I had cousins and you know uncles and people like that, yeah. You know that was affected, like you know, either using, selling, but as far as in the immediate household, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't have any, uh,
3: any junkies or anything. A like couple that. of my uncles got on it, and 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 you know, thirty five years later, I, I feel hella bad about that. Right. You no, know, I, I, I can imagine because it had it had a. a terrible I watched it,
5: man. I, I literally watched our oh, neighborhood saw change like overnight, like literally, like people I respected. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden became like the the junkie and the person who right. was it was almost like it made the kids grown ups and the grown ups kids. Because now Mr. So and so who is walking through the neighborhood right, yeah. you respect, now he's coming to get that stuff from
3: this little kid. And will give his give the little kid his old lady. Right. And, wow. and it changed. For a hit. It was wow. once said by a man who couldn't quit. Right. Dope man, please can I have another hit? Man, And that's crazy, because I think the weirdest thing I saw, I, I remember
5: seeing is a friend of mine went to go make a sale, and when he came back, he, he, he told me, man, you ain't going to believe this. I said, what's up? He told me it was one of our teachers was the person who he was going to uh, no. sell you know, it to. And I would never forget that. That, that kind of you know, just made me put things in perspective a little differently.
4: So how do you get your mind wrapped around a better life? And how do you go about doing that? I mean, I
5: think it, it, as far as individually, how did you, or yeah, how, did you... how did I, well, I found hip hop, man, at about seven years old, and, huh. and it was my way out. Like, I, in my mind, I think I made it up at, I wrote my first rhyme at seven, but I think about eight years old, I made up my mind that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And huh. I didn't, hey. I, I kind of, that is, I think, was my anti-drug. It was that thing that kept me away from, I was so focused on it. And truthfully, back then, you know, the rappers in the videos had the little flashy videos, and I thought they really owned that stuff, and I think that's a good thing, because mm-hmm. it gave me something to aspire towards. No, I really owned my shit. And, right, well. Yeah, it, was, right. it wasn't no bullshit and with, with, with it, us. It was like a lot of um, stuff that I thought, well, if I do this, I had a, a, a picture of success, an example of success, mm-hmm. and, I didn't see that with drug dealers in my neighborhood. I mean, the drug dealer in my neighborhood lived next door, so in my mind it was like yeah, <coughs> people saying he got money, but he lived in his house next door, and I know mm-hmm. we only paying four hundred dollars rent. So right. I didn't, yeah. I didn't meet a drug dealer who and, and was you pushing. Ho- Wait,
4: how old when you're thinking like this? Uh,
5: about eight or nine. Right. And right. it was like, well, I, I didn't, I, I can't. In hindsight, I'm giving you what I feel, but as a kid, it was like he don't look like he got no money. Right, you know what I mean. So people like he sell drugs. Right, he got a, a little
4: broken down car. So did your parents uh, help guide you to crystallizing that choice and you know becoming a rapper? Because I know, you know, you did your little Mac thing at thirteen. Mm-hmm. You put out your first album at thirteen years Damn. old. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's phenomenal, man. Like who helped you get to that point?
5: All right, well, my Uncle Bean, rest in peace, I just buried him about a month ago. He was like, I didn't have a big brother. I was the oldest. So he was my mom's younger brother, and he was like a big brother to me and all of the guys in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he was a diehard hip-hop fan. So I used to just watch him when he would listen to this or listen to that, and he was the first person I rapped for. He knew two guys that were into rap at the time. It was a brother named Gregory D. We and a Gregory brother D. named Sporty yeah, T, we know yeah. Gregory, and uh, rest in peace, Sporty yeah. T. So um, he brought me to Gregory D, and Gregory D was like, he heard me, and he said, "Man, if I ever get on, I got you." And I was like eleven, and so I think the next year he came, got me, and he had left the group he was with and formed with a guy named Manny Fresh from the you Seven. And Manny produced the first he was album. He
4: dropping these names like, we don't know these yeah, guys. Right, All right. Manny. right, you know, yeah. right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, made a I good band. I didn't you know. It was a guy named Manny. From- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I, I met, I met Manny. from accounting. Like, yeah. I met
5: Manny at like 11 or 12. He started working on my album with me. And he kind of helped me put my songs together. Because before Manny, I was just rapping run on songs. It was just right. like one long song. He was like, nah, Lil Mac, you got to break it down into verses and hooks and some
4: structure. I mean. Right. Yeah. So, so Manny helped you put the structure in your songs. Right. And from there, you you leave your records. Right. And you sign with. Which was a Dallas-based level, uh, a base label. Your records
5: was based out of Dallas. So That's how
4: did you make that connection? How did you get to Dallas?
5: Well, actually, I never had been to Dallas back then. I just knew that the label that Gregory D. and Manny Fresh was on was in Dallas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the guys who ran it were actually, one of them had a condo. In New Orleans, and I, I basically begged my parents to let me sign this contract, mm-hmm. and they had to sign it because I was a minor. But they huh. signed it with conditions. My parents were like, "Yo, if your grades go down, this is over with. If my son's grades go down, this is out the way." So I had to have straight A's. Damn I was it, straight man. A's in school, and you know, I had to go in the studio. That was that was my payment for being able for my parents. to Were you cussing on these that. records? No, I think I may have said "damn" one time and, on the song, and they found it. <laughs> nah, in fact, you ready for this? They had a song on my first album called Gangsta Groove." It sounds like one of the songs on ghetto on on y'all first on y'all first album back then. I like got the whole little concept from what y'all was doing, and so I wanted to do me a gangster type song. And I'm 12 years old, but uh, I think I might have said, "No, man, it was scratching, damn near rootless uh-huh. on the song, right." Yeah, that was it. He, I didn't, you didn't get in trouble though. Well, man, no, because Manny was scratching. Oh, right. Goddamn, they rootless. So know. it
4: sounds like Manny <coughs> helped uh, bring you to no, no limit because no, 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 Manny. Not Manny signed with Cash. I'm trying. Right, Ma, right. Manny moved over. There. So why didn't you move with, to Cash Money with Manny, or did you do your deal with No Limit first?
5: Well, I was I was working with Cash Money around '96. I mm. was, um, I think I did a verse on BG's Chopper City album. Like in '97 or whatnot, and I was working around them, and I really was just trying to fill out who I was going to be with, and I eventually chose uh, No Limit because I felt I was going to stand out more at No Limit mm-hmm. with my style versus with you know all of the artists they had on the label, and I pretty much uh, knew everybody at No Limit except P. Yeah, like I did, knew did you
4: originally else. sign? with the group 501, uh, 504, 504 boys, boys, or did you sign as a solo actress? No, I
5: signed as a solo artist. The 504 Boys project came out about a week or so, a couple of weeks after my arrest. Damn. But I had already did songs for the album. Right. Yeah, so I signed right. with them as a solo artist in like 97. I signed with uh, No Limit.
4: So you get arrested in 2001? hmm
5: No, 2000.
4: February and, okay, 2000. Okay, 2000. You get arrested in 2000. You get sentenced in 2001, right? Yeah, sentenced in okay. 2001. For manslaughter, for a crime that you did not commit. Mm, sir. Ample evidence that you didn't commit yes, the sir. crime. Ample witnesses who testified, made, gave statements right. that you did not commit the crime. Yet, you're forced to have your freedom taken away from you and stripped of your dignity. Right. Um, why? 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 Um, yeah, why, I mean, I, why? Why, <clears throat> why was the state of Louisiana so adamant about keeping you behind bars? All right. So
5: I believe it was a it was multifaceted. I think it was a combination of things. I don't think it was personal,
3: yet it was. Yeah, it's if that personal. makes sense. If, it you was have, like, if you got people that's that's testifying for you and writing the judge letters and right and saying and somebody even came clean and said that he did it correct? right right and they still kept you behind bars right no nah, man that's personal
5: right right that's why I said
3: it was personal yeah. yet
5: not i mean it wasn't personal yet it was and and i think what happened was this i think it was a situation where it was a perfect storm i got caught in a um i got caught in a bind at the right time with well, the wrong the right time with the wrong players involved mm-hmm. and i think that there were um I think it was I was used as an example in that parish because um, St. Tammany Parish was like a very rural, mm-hmm. a very conservative area at that time, and um, in
3: fact, David Duke was um, oh, was the,
5: the chairman, I think, of their Republican committee at the time. At the time of my arrest,
3: when when was he the governor of, of uh,
5: Louisiana? Oh, he never won. He ran. He for ran governor. for yeah. governor. Okay. Um, and I and I like to get my facts right. So I do know that he was, was it the chairman of the committee or yeah, I think he was the chairman of the Republican committee at the time Whatever uh-huh. my arrest. And it was very a very conservative area, which is, you know, i you know, that's neither here nor there. But I think at the time when they investigated, <clears throat> I believe that they moved too fast without all of the facts. So once you move because you felt you had this figure that was gonna bring media attention and um, all of this stuff involved, you moved on it without investigating. And I think one of the issues I have a problem with dealing with African-Americans, particularly um, those of us that have a little notoriety is I think that they be hell bent on, um, they arrest before they investigate instead of investigating and then arresting. So I think they arrested me before they had all their facts in order, and then what you do is put yourself in a position to try to create facts mm-hmm. to line up against this person that you have in custody. I don't know if if that's a uh, if that
4: answers your question so so that's the not personal side what's the personal side the personal side is. There
5: could have been an agenda at that time against No Limit.
4: Yeah, that's what it was. That's you know, exactly
3: that what it was. Because they, 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 the thing is this: like every independent black record, black owned record label, we had a we we've always been fighting, you know, law enforcement. Right. You know, uh, uh, uh and if you ask me, it's, it's it's just jealousy. It's 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 a hate that we escaped. Right. They hate you because you escaped the rules that were set for you, the traps that were set for you in 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 the beginning. Like you're not supposed to be successful. Right, right. You are not supposed to be driving this car in this neighborhood right. and, and be black. Right. All right. You're not supposed to be that. <clears throat>
4: With Mac, that said, go ahead, Willie. Mac, walk us through that day. Okay. Yeah. So it's I mean, from from the time that you opened your eyes that day to the time that you were arrested. Tell us what happened. All right, So, and
3: what did they say you did? Go ahead. Okay. They said, um,
5: "I'm gonna give you what I'm gonna give you the what they say it happened, and uh-huh. then I'm gonna uh, tell you whatever." All right. From according to them, a fight broke out on the dance floor in this club, and I shot a young man. You know, and and, and let me say that. The true victim in this is that young man's family. Huh. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna make sure I, 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 I reiterate that because you know at the end of the day, this was a grieving family who lost their loved one. Um, now,
4: as did far, they, did they think you did it?
5: Well, they were left with a choice. You know, you had some, you had people telling them, uh, people saying that I didn't do it, but you had the law enforcement who people typically trust. Saying he did,
4: mm. and how how hard did they fight to uphold that sentence?
5: Well, they they fought they fought they fought as much as they could. They to, fought twenty uh, years the whole. They old. fought 20, 20 years No, no, I'm, I'm t- the
4: family fought that yeah, long because I know they, the law enforcement. I mean, you know, I know the the judicial system people, will fight.
5: There were certain people in the family that that were adamant that no, we don't want him to get out, and you know, and and, and I don't, I don't. Um, I don't knock them for that because this is a grieving family, you're hurting them when you don't know all of the facts and you weren't a witness to it, you know, so you're just going off of what the law enforcement the picture they have painted, and I understand that because I mean you know hurt when you're hurting, you know that's just that's just the just the way it way it is and and i- and I want to reiterate that again, reiterate that again that they were the true victims in this because they lost their loved one now as far as me. I woke up that morning. We had just came back from, um, I think I had a few shows in Mississippi and, in Las Vegas. I came home. My mom told me that she had this event. She wanted me to go to out there in Slidell. So we go, we get there. It wasn't really particularly my type of place. It was kind of a small club, smaller club. And, um, she wanted me to hear a few of the artists that were performing because at the time me and my mom had started, me, my mom, my business partner, we had started um, our own label. So she had a few guys she wanted to hear and uh, we, we sat in there for a while. And sometime around after midnight, a fight broke out between some a young man that was in there and some of the people who was with me. And I was standing talking to... A young lady, two young ladies, and there, and, and a guy, and I was like signing autographs, taking pictures, and I noticed some of them. I noticed one of my uh, partners like standing in the middle of a, a shoving match, and when I took a step towards it to see what was going on, I heard a gunshot. Now, mind you, it's dark in here; lights are flashing. The music is loud, a lot of bass. So I hit a gunshot. And initially, I don't know if I even thought it was a gunshot because the music was so loud. So I remember once I realized I saw people running, I grabbed the young lady who was next to me and I pulled her down to the ground. And I told her, don't run until you see where these shots are coming from, something like that. So while we were on the ground, I told her, stay here. When I got up, I grabbed him. I grabbed Russ. And then once I grabbed Russ, another friend of ours named Daryl grabbed me and they kind of shielded me and we ran toward the front door looking for my mom because my mom was at the front door collecting the money. So the mistake I made was as I was running toward the front door, I pulled my gun out because oh, I didn't know as we as we running toward the front door, I pulled my gun out because I didn't know if I was in fact the target of the shooting. I don't know who's shooting. I don't know where it's coming from. And my, just out of defense, I pulled mine out and kind of ran through the crowd with it in the air because I didn't want to bump into somebody and have the gun go off. Oh, fuck. So I'm running through there like the police with a gun in my hand looking for my mama. Like, yo, where my mama? Where my mama? And I think at that point is where witnesses saw me with a gun after, not at the time, I didn't know if someone was shot yet. Mind you, I didn't know if someone was shot. I didn't see if anyone was shot. And I left. We left out the club, I went home. So as I get home, the guy who was babysitting, my uh, house sitting, my younger brothers, he was like, Slim, the people just called here and said they need to question you about a shooting. At that moment is when I found out somebody actually got shot once I made it home. Because when I left out of there, I didn't see anybody on the ground. All I saw was people running and moving. So he told me that, man, they want to question you about a shooting. I'm like, okay. So I go in the house. And um it wasn't but a couple minutes later, police had surrounded my 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 whole house, man. They coming from the backyard, from the front, they and blocked the streets off and um
3: that gun that you had had not been fired. Never been fired. So what the fuck are they fucking with you for? Okay. Go so ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm just excuse. thinking now. No
5: face. That's, a, gun, turn that's a good point. That's a good point. Their excuse in court was because I gave them this gun. They tested it. They tested my hands. The gunpowder test came up missing. Like we couldn't. Oh they, yeah. Yeah. They, they oh, suddenly man. don't you just love it? They couldn't remember what a gunpowder test was. <laughs> we don't. They don't know what that's at. So we never got a chance to get that. And here's a situation where the actual accused is asking for the gunpowder test. Normally, you know, the accused is, I don't want you to get the gunpowder test. I'm trying to find it because I'm feeling like it's going to... Exonerate you, right? right. So we couldn't find the gunpowder test. They tested all my guns. They established in court that they were not fired. They established that part.
3: But... So how you... Okay, they, I'm just... This is the
5: theory they gave to the jury. They said that they found another gun case at my house to an alleged missing gun. They created this idea of a missing gun for the jury. And they said I had enough time in between Slidell, Louisiana, and Baton Rouge, which is about 45 minutes. They so, said uh, I had enough time to get rid of a weapon. So they never found a weapon. They just said that I had enough time to get rid of a
3: weapon. So and they you got the theory. Let me ask you a question. So you get rid of a weapon that she was holding up. Right. And clearly they saw that weapon that yes. she was holding up. And right? I gave it to them. And you gave it to them. Right. Right, right.
5: And, oh, they had cameras in the club that came up missing too. Oh, yeah?
3: Yeah. yeah Sweet. You? you know, they had all of that stuff. Yeah, that that, that was personal, man. Missing. They just wanted to get you. <laughs> and then, and, yeah. And so for the them camera- to keep you in jail for 20 years behind some shit you didn't do? Right. That's just treachery, man. And what was was even crazier was their expert
5: witness, their so-called expert witness, Mm -hmm. got on the stand and said, and I quote, um, we don't use, what is the name of gunpowder tests? Paraffin tests, I think, or something like that they called them. They said we don't use them in Louisiana. They're unreliable. He actually said this in court, that we don't use gunpowder tests in Louisiana because they're unreliable. And I wonder how that would sound to the hundreds or even thousands of guys that they have convicted using gunpowder tests, residue tests. Mm -hmm. But um, they actually said that in court because I guess they wanted to cover up for the fact or for the idea that we would have found the gunpowder test. They once already established that that's unreliable. The guy who came forth came forth 10 days after my arrest. Wow. And he told him that, look, I'm the one who did it, and here's why this was my my aunt's boyfriend at the time, my aunt's aunt's fiance at the time, and they got kids together, but um you know, he came forward on his own, just really feeling guilt because a person that he considered his nephew was sitting in jail for something that he, he pulled up he pulled you know that that happened with him, yeah. you know, and he told him what happened, and they basically told him that they got who they wanted. They just let him, they let him go. They got who they wanted. Yeah. So they, Willie. Did they That's ever, they, yeah, yeah. They yeah. got who they wanted. And did, they told that to my dad, too. They said we got it.
4: Did they ever want. come after him?
5: I believe he went to uh, court. I think they charged him with something, like they charged <coughs> him with accessory after the fact, basically.
4: Basically, don't be trying to help this yeah. motherfucking nigga get out of jail. Basically. You know, so this we're going to tax you for trying to help him get out of jail. Basically. That's what that's about. So, what's the prosecutor's name? The
5: prosecutor at the time? At the
4: time. Um, Bruce
5: Daring was the prosecutor at the time. And I'm sure
4: there's been several prosecutors since then. But how, how many nah, DAs? Nah, they don't keep voting him many, in. How many DAs him that, in. that have been, in, been on this case? case. How many DAs? Yeah. One. Just one. He's, and
5: he's, what's his he's name? now a convicted felon.
4: Oh, like, good for him.
5: Yeah, he's, uh, he just got out the feds. He got an early release because of COVID.
4: But what was he convicted for?
5: He was convicted for wiretap and fraud and and all kind of stuff like that. The right. sheriff is has has got gotten convicted as of a couple of weeks ago. Good for him. Yeah, uh-huh. the, sh- the same sheriff that was on. Oh, good on for my him. Case, uh, he got convicted as well.
4: And I'm sure that some of those investigators have probably done some dirty stuff too. Probably. So. Probably went to jail. Yeah, and then yeah. the yeah. sheriff
5: is, has been convicted of some wild stuff, man, like like rape and
6: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Plus.
4: Throughout America, the, the judicial system is totally corrupt and it's biased against black people. But Louisiana has a special place oh, yeah. for, no for, for bias and, and and corruption in law enforcement and, and the judicial system. It's totally, I mean, it's a different level of corruption. And I think these bastards needs to be exposed. What's his name? Which one? The DA. The DA was Walter Reed. The- Walter, Walter Reed, you low down dirty bastard. You know, <laughs> you, people got to know, man. No, no yeah. people serious. No, you're right. People got to know, bro, because this this is not right, man. They destroy people's lives, and they don't even get punished for it, man. Like it, it's no, there's no like retribution for them. Uh, and a lot of times when they get caught. With the hand in the cookie jar, they won't even apologize. They'll they sure just keep won't. it going. You bring, let okay, let's say, this would be the honorable thing to do. Let's say I'm a DA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I want to get this guy because I think he did it. Once I receive evidence that says otherwise, the honorable thing to do, the respectable thing to do, the thing to do that would help, uh, Keep or uh, maintain uh, confidence in the judicial system would be for me to let this guy go right. because I'm trying to keep the streets safe. I mean, as a prosecutor, your number one job is public safety. Right. That is your number one job. How in the hell is it public safety convicting innocent people and, and, and putting them in jail? Right. You know, that shit just, it just really pisses me off. And he's not by himself. There's a whole system that it's allows him to get away
3: with this. That does this. The government is a part of it, though. They said it was cool to do that to black people. They made that rule. That right. rule was made by the government, bro. So it's, just, it's, just, it's yeah. not just the state of Louisiana, the state of Texas. I mean, it's the entire country. The entire country has a personal vendetta against black people. Right. And
5: I don't know if I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but there is a, a law right now um, that s- guys where I just came from in the prison and federal on the
3: state. Federal state.
5: Federal state. Uh state. Okay. Uh, okay. A law in Louisiana where okay. they just they just made it unlawful to be convicted without um a unanimous jury, right? Now, Louisiana was one of two states that still was allowing capital offenses to be convicted without a unanimous jury. Wow. And what happened was we proved, and in the language, it was overturned because it was written for racial—wow—with uh wow. with racial uh intentions at the mm-hmm. time. Wow. And they proved this, yet they don't want to make it retroactive. They don't so take it, it back, yeah. so, right? It's, it's like for everybody that convicted thus far, right. you know, from this point on, they're doing. It that, it's like, boy, that's cold blood. But it's like you made you you changed this law because of how it affected people in the past.
3: But yeah, you don't, don't want to retroact yeah. it to get the guy. You just want to pass do it from yeah.
5: Because people like see murder, he would get out right because now, he was convicted with a ten to two jury, just like me. Ten to, and, and and 10 what's, to two, and what was the jury? racial
4: makeup of your jury?
3: All white. God, all damn. white. Yeah.
4: Has there ever even been a time in American history where an all-black jury has? I don't know. Even just judge the white I, person.
3: Not that I could even think. I, I no.
4: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no. Like, like who in their right mind thinks that that is cool for an all white jury to judge a black person or any person that's other than white? Who thinks that's cool? A, a jury of your peers should be just that. A jury of your peers. Oh, a, a, jury a jury of, of your peers. peers. People who come, who, who who share the same ethnicity, who come from the same background that you have, and even the same social class that you have, because there are rich people who can't identify boy, with boy, people boy. that
3: are poor. Boy, you right. said something. You, man. you just
4: said something. Or you even
3: age something. group.
5: Most of my jurors were not even in my age group. Yeah, but good. most of oh, them jurors. Most most right. of your jurors
3: point. were were insensitive to your situation. Period. Right.
4: Okay. Many, 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 many of your jurors, are, I would say I would take a risk and say all of them that all of them probably were indoctrinated to look at you as the enemy anyway. So, indoctrinated. you know, what's, the, what's the difference? What is the difference <laughs> if we convict this guy and throw his life away and take him away from his family? Who cares? What, what, while you were gone, I want to ask you this. Who in your family that was close to you that you lost? That I lost
3: in twenty we, years. We, in, we that, in those twenty home. years, why did you anybody gone?
4: die that was close? Yeah, to yeah. a lot of friends A lot of
5: friends died. You know, I had some older family members, but as far as in my immediate family, we all still here. That's a blessing. And that's and a and bless. it's, it's Yes, a blessing. it is. Oh, I, I watched a lot of that's guys. A that's a That's cold blooded, man. man. That's cold blooded. Family members, while we was in the spot, like a lot yeah. of cold blooded. I had the whole. I had to lay there and let guys crown on my shoulder who lost their moms. dads. Oh come and, on, man! You know everything, man. Like and then they don't have parents, the. They don't
3: have the decency to let them out to go to the funerals either.
5: No, well, see what they was doing now, man. is crazy. Some they doing like virtual funerals now. You get to see it on the screen rather than even going to the funeral, and it's it's it's, it's just basically taking the, the the personal. You know, it's taking the personal. It's touch. Per, that out. personal yeah. goodbye. Yeah and, and, yeah, and It's hard. Man. I get it's hard for it for guys. You know, because you. Family is really for the guys in prison. What I've noticed, without family support, man, I watched a lot of guys just break down, man. You know, you so give up. to people out there that's listening, if you got family members in prison, man, support them. I mean, even if not even not all the time, sending them money, man, just letting them know that you know they exist and that you care. Because I know for me, it's what carried me through. You know, my mom, she didn't know what to do when I first got arrested. Boy, my parents boy, didn't know boy. what to do, but my mom just started. She's an artist, so she started painting portraits of guys who she felt were wrongfully convicted she did mine and she just started. I, I, you know what? Can you can me a
3: contact for your mom? Because I wanna get will. some of those pictures. I wanna buy some of those pictures. I will do. I'm building a studio. I will do.
5: Yes indeed. She would, and
3: she I would want to be put honored. that in that,
4: there. That would be a gr- be that, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, tell because her she send, didn't know what else to do. Tell her to send it to me first. I before will send it to Brian. <laughs> no. That's why I don't, I that's why we don't, I don't like yeah. this dude, man. <laughs> I ain't getting it that um, Yeah, that, oh, that would be great, but, man. Well, she we did could that because something. she we, didn't know what else to do, you know? Man, we've been collaborating. Now, we can do some big things with this, really. Think about the NFTs. We could really do something big with Yeah, but this. that's somebody's likeness, Will. You can't use that. What you talking about? So somebody's we're whole gonna, face. We're gonna work with the people okay. who owns the images. Yeah, like nice. And we're gonna make sure yeah. everybody get broke off. I love
5: it. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's what that's, that was her thing. She didn't know what to do so Man, Willie always talking about her. money, bro. <laughs> she, she told she told <laughs> it hey, to man, anybody costing this money right now. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, and, and she basically told the story to anybody who would listen at that time, man, and and eventually it started gaining momentum and and you know, bigger media outlets took on it. And then um You know, it was, it was that support from her and my dad, they visited me like every two weeks, no matter where I went. Oh, no matter what prison I went to, they was there. And uh, eventually I met my wife. She came about nine years ago and we've been rocking like that ever since. And my brothers and sisters, my siblings and all of them, they all just with my friends. Well, I had a lot of support. There's a lot of people that, that assisted me in carrying my head up the way I did, yeah. you know, because I think if I would have been alone, I don't know if I'd have been able to handle it by myself.
3: Man, they gave and you they, something for nothing, bro. You ain't did shit. And they, pa- they they own it.
4: Pause for the cause of just saluting everybody yeah. that supported you, bro. Yes, indeed. Your, your, fa- your family, I'm going to tell you something, man. You were very, very fortunate to not lose any, like, immediate right. family members for 20 years. That's a... Long time. I know. You know. were that at any point? I know you had a lot of support, but at any point, did you think about giving up?
5: No, I couldn't. Huh. I'm gonna be honest with you. I couldn't. I mean, from the moment, and and and, and I don't say this in a cliche sense. Well, I'm 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 telling you the real. Like you know, I went, from the moment I was in there, I was like, yo, I gotta get out of here. So while people was on the streets working to get me out. I felt that I had to do my part and work from the inside to get out, to take all of the programs I can take and to, you know, better better myself in whatever ways I yeah, need to do it so I could time. be prepared for any opportunity that came forth. So, yeah. in fact, I got out because of one of those opportunities. I made myself, um, I made myself basically available for mentorship. I, I did a lot of service, community service in uh, prison and I just was a part of anything that was helping others. And as a result, when it was uh, the opportunity to get clemency and parole came up, I was given it. So I, I knew the whole time that I was there that I was going to get out. I believed I was going to get out every year. Like, I was like, I'm going to get out this year. This going to be the
3: year. So your conviction wasn't overturned. You just no. paroled. Yeah, no, yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm on God parole. damn.
4: No. So, so, Are you serious? Yeah, I'm on parole. Come on, man. In
5: fact, I had to get permission to be out here in Houston.
4: Well, right. are you gonna pursue like like a monetary settlement in this in situation?
5: Well, what I would first have what we're first trying to do is get, get, that exonerated get that the exonerated. Because that's the only way, overturned. that's the only way I can get the um any compensation is if I get exonerated. Okay. Because as of now, I'm still a convicted felon. Well, that's cold blooded. Um, I'm still I still have like nine years on parole. Yeah, nah, yeah, and so
4: and so they they have monetary incentives to not parole you. I mean, to not you know pardon you, to not exonerate you, because if they do, they know you're coming with a lawsuit, and they know you got, they're gonna have to pay for it. Right. So, I mean, you got to have some cold blooded lawyers and some cold blooded uh, representation. No. But I also think that you need to take your fight to the public the public needs to know because if it's under the table like we don't know like we can't help you like right. you know it's like we can you can have your 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 core support and all that stuff mm-hmm. but public sentiment goes a long way right. and i think your case is one of those cases that could be used as basically like a you know as a as a template you know to you know for some type of uh not just not just retribution in terms of mon- uh, monetary right. but but also some type of reform are you involved in any type of reform
5: right uh, well I'm, there's one of the bills that i'm actually supporting right now is from um i think it's is a a representative from louisiana from from my area he's supporting a bill that gives parole to uh lifers all across the board because there is no life with parole uh law in Louisiana like when they give you natural life in Louisiana they mean life like, that's it yeah ain't no parole for life there's no life with parole they passed the law a couple years ago where they're giving guys who were convicted as juveniles they're giving them an opportunity to get parole after 25 years but as far as if you're not if you weren't convicted as a juvenile there is no life with parole in Louisiana it's strictly across the board without parole our so, life
3: is what 20 years?
5: um take, yeah yeah i think it's it's 20 years yeah so that's that's yeah. something that's indeed that's something i'm uh, supporting i'm also supporting the bill that um to to retroact the um, the 10 the ten to two, the unanimous jury i'm i'm definitely supporting that and and there's some other things that uh you know i've been discussing with different um Politicians in in um in, in New Orleans in particular, because I'm not from Saint Tammany Parish where my my crime occurred. I'm I'm mm-hmm. from New Orleans, but we're trying to get some stuff passed in the state Correction. to try to help
4: all of the guys. Correction, where the crime occurred, yeah. Not your where
5: crime. where the crime? Good point. Where the crime occurred. So I'm definitely um I'm definitely I've definitely been a part of the reform effort. That's what I say. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I I don't want this to happen to anybody else. And, and I see um there I think recently in New York, they're trying to they're um pushing for a bill to stop song lyrics from being used against you in court. Right. Because the lyrics to my song Murder, Murder, Kill, Kill, was actually used against me in court. They right. um what they the way they used it, it was it was slick how the DA uh did it. He basically said he can't use it as actual evidence because my lawyer was objecting that. So what he did was said he was trying to establish it um establish my character and basically show how this man talks about murder and about killing and um that was the grounds it was allowed in court on that not as actual evidence but to he's and using it to yeah to paint a
4: character of me no no different than he would have somebody Step up on the witness stand and, and say this is his character, right? And this this man actually
5: said in court, and I was like, man, it blowed my mind. He was like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, help me move or help me remove the camouflage from this assassin. Oh, so because one of my monikers in the song was camouflage assassin, man. so I'm sitting there looking at this dude, like this dude I'm, been listening to my music. So I'm like, man, this dude is good. I'm in my mind, I'm right. like, this dude, I might have should have hired him. Cause this dude basically is painting this picture to the jury, and they're and this—that's the DA. This this is the prosecutor, and they eating it up. And I'm just like, he's in jail now. No, the DA went to uh, prison. He's out now. The actual DA, not the prosecutor. No, not the prosecutor. But the DA actually went. But um, it was, it was nefarious, of course. Nefarious. He had nothing else to. He he had nothing else to go on. I didn't. I don't have a criminal record. I don't have any, I never got in trouble. So he didn't have anything to go on. So Mm -hmm. he basically had to go to my music. And he went through it and he found anywhere, he actually walked past my uh, lawyer with a folder like this thick. And he said, he basically told my lawyer, if you put him on the stand, I got him. Because I got both of his albums right here. Anything he said on these albums, he was gonna bring it up in court.
4: So were you put on the stand? No,
5: my lawyer actually, Told me, and I think it was a decision. I made a decision, but I don't think it was a good one. He basically told me that he didn't think I should get on the stand. And he told me his reasons why. And because I was young, I didn't know the law. I took his advice. I'm paying you. I'm I'm expecting you know what you're talking about. So I didn't get on the stand. See, but I think I should have.
4: I oh, I, but you know, it's that's very, very tricky. And I you know, most lawyers will tell you do not testify You know, in your own case. It's very, very tricky. It's spe- See, the thing is, is that you don't have the secret sauce. You don't have white tears.
5: right? See, right, if right. you
4: had white tears, man, shit, you can get on stage, right. I mean, you can get on the stand. I've said stage, but it's pretty much a stage. It's a stage, it's a stage. You can say whatever you wanna say, man, look, man, Say, man, no matter what that case is, no matter what the evidence is, against, they could have video footage of it and everything. If you white, bro, you can cry, bro, and somebody going to connect. Somebody in that jury, right. that white jury going to connect to them white tears, man, because it's something about them white tears. And white tears is evidence of innocence. I, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, that's what they— Right, right. I, yeah. I know exactly the where you some at. Some sisters or something that, going that, that on, man. That, it's like that. them, them damn white tears is something else, bro.
5: See, I, I, I know exactly where you at because the way I kind of here's my perception. My perception is, I don't think that most people are racist, but I do think that most people are prejudiced because I think that most people prejudge, and when you already have a preconceived idea of what you think a person is, the damage is done before it even starts. I think the trial was finished because I believe that many of the jury members already had a certain way I appeared to them. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reasons, because I try to be as objective as possible, but for whatever reasons, I think they already saw me a certain way. Oh yeah. And because they did, it you cannot stop that from affecting the way they passed their judgment. You know the, the, the lawyers are gonna say and the judge is gonna say, listen, judge this basically on the facts. Don't do this, don't but I mean that's unrealistic. It's just like the things that a DA are blur out in the court and then your lawyers say objection and the judges say,
4: Forget what y'all just heard. You can't make these people forget what they just heard. I, mean, I, think, it's out there. I, I think all people are prejudiced. I mean, I think you, I think we all prejudge right. everybody uh, to an extent, right? But the danger is when you are using that prejudgment to convict and ruin people's lives. Right. You know, put right. people in jail, get people killed. Right. That's when it becomes dangerous. And that's when we have to, at, at some point, as a human, like, like, like dig down in, inside of you for that human emotion that tells you right. to be objective. Right. This is a human being. This, this is a person whose life is going to be affected by the decision that I make. And as a human being, I don't care what your race is, your ethnicity, your background, your class, I don't want that on my conscience. Right. I don't want to convict an innocent person. You know, as much as I hate these dirty ass Confederate white folks, as much as I hate them, I would not, I would not want it on my conscience that I just convicted a white person
5: of something they did. Because do. just
4: because right. I have a axe against these type of white people, right? right. I axe the ground against these type of white people. I would not just say, "Oh, he white, just like all the rest of them." I'm gonna ruin their life if I get a chance. Right. That's not me. I'm not built like that, man. And I and I think that's just some dirty, low down shit. And they don't get a pass for being prejudiced.
5: Right. And I and I think really, I think that's because that that's just your heart. That shows who you are as a person. And I mean, any any person with a good moral compass is not gonna want that because we want for others what we want for ourselves. And I think what what one of the the, the issues, I believe, the part that the community plays is these I think we have these false um expectations of our community leaders. Like a lot of these DAs and sheriffs or whatnot, they're voted by the people. Yep. And they are they have expectations by whoever is the majority in their districts. And, you know, they they have this persona we're tough on crime where, you know, we're we're X, Y, and Z, but it's like, Man, at some point, you have to be a human being and make a a, a good, make good judgment based more judgment, a more it, judgment.
4: Yeah, because pe- I, I'm with you right there. Because people without more flexibility scare the hell out of me.
5: Yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. these
4: are the people that like, oh, you know, I would never, and right. then they find themselves, themselves or a family member or something like that, and then they never.
5: Right. You right. Know? It's and and that's and that's what I think it boils down to. I think that we just we have to because a lot of those DAs and I this is not an excuse for them. They have pressure from the community. Oh, you got to be tough. We don't want that in our community. So now they feel the need to. I'm gonna get this conviction no matter what. So it's it's, it's almost like it's just a, a a a a demon seed planted or something, and it just spirals around you know it spirals around everybody's partaking in it
0: state farm insurance gets it representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity state farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us we all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did that begins with financial literacy State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth to date.
1: Hey everyone, I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible. And this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with a Black Effect podcast network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black BlackEvec Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackevec.com forward slash podcast festival for more details.
4: You know, tough on crime. When I hear spoken here, tough on blacks It's tough on black people. That's what that is. That's code for tough, tough on, on black people. Yeah, because we sense. already know we've seen many, many cases where white people do some of the most egregious things ever, and just they slide like the Jackson Five. I mean, they slide smooth on out the courtroom. Just you like, you know, I've. I, I am mean, look at that Tate woman. Remember the woman who killed all her kids? Yeah. Andrea T- Yates? Yeah, Andrea Yates. Yeah. And she drowned six of her kids, man, and they sent her to a mental hospital for a year, and she back at the house kicking it. You know? The woman who ran over her husband and stuff, and they let her skate. You know, like, I mean, there's so many cases of this. Like, these type of things, they pretty much never happen to black people in the judicial right. system. I'm,
5: I mean... And I say this with with all objectivity, stand your ground laws don't work for us
3: no they don't it's like they wasn't because the it wasn't
4: made for us if, Matt. If, if, the if, law
3: doesn't work for us because it was not made it was not put in place with us in mind right the Andrew, law the Andrew la- Jackson said yeah out of his mouth that this is a white man's country with white man laws, and it always will be, and as long as i'm President or whatever, it's going to stay like that. That's what Andrew Jackson said. And the, he was the, the law,
4: Yeah, the the laws were made to have a to have a certain structure for society at large, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is why when you look at the laws, there's so much latitude that they give judges, right? Mm-hmm. They can say a judge can in some cases give you anything from they can let you go sometimes. They can give you probation if a jury is sentencing you, or they can give you a life sentence. Right. Or they can give you a life sentence and then uh what is it called when they uh defer that sentence where you know they'll say, okay, you do a year of probation or whatever, and then we're going f- no, to we're gonna throw the sentence out, they va- are going to vacate the sentence vacate. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Suspension of sentence. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. Suspe- yeah, suspended sentences. They can do so much. They have mm-hmm. so much latitude. These judges have too much power. Let me say that. Judges have too much power, way too much power. Prosecute DAs. DAs mm-hmm. have too much power. When you can walk into a room of a few people and you can put a case in front of people that could possibly ruin somebody's lives or change the trajectory of somebody's life. And, and, and you get to present all the evidence and sway it however you want to right. and tell the jury, now these are the rules that right. you have to look at this evidence by. Right. And the person that you're you're trying to get a uh, an indictment on, they don't have any representation in that room. Right. But you do. It's, it's like it's, it's totally messed up. The whole process is it's rigged. It's rigged and it's biased and it's all, it's all to um, give certain people breaks and, and, and to punish others. These laws, when you look at these laws, they're designed to protect some and to punish others.
5: Right. And, and, and i think that was because and not to cut you off but i think that was because at that time i don't know if the forefathers or whoever wrote these laws saw what the country would look like today and i think that where we do um where we go wrong and i'm and i'm speaking of society as a whole when we uphold things that uh were written at just a time because it's a law. right yeah, just right. because it was written in right. history and we're trying to Honor the forefathers, but well, the forefathers didn't see the country the way it is. They didn't know that the the Africans that they brought over here were going to eventually be free. They didn't know that society was going to eventually be a, a, a this type of assimilation that we have, or this this melting pot that we are. They didn't see that. Mm. So I think that the laws now the laws should reflect the the way the, the way the country is now. And I think the only way that can happen is if we can get the majority of the people to see things that way, to see it like, yo, we need to now revisit, just like they did in Louisiana, albeit they didn't retroact it, but they actually overturned that law because they said that law was specifically written in the language to make sure that if a black man was on trial or a black person was on trial, they would never have enough... Um, that, all it would take was 10 people to convict them, right? And they would never let more than two blacks in the jury. Mm. So that's all you needed. And then if it was a white person on trial, they would never have more than uh, two blacks in it. So they couldn't, they wouldn't have the power to convict them. They specifically said this in the language of the law. And because so, it was overturned. My my problem with it is why you don't retroact it so it can affect the people that, that has been affected by all these years. But I think that if we take that approach to all of the laws that are biased in that way, I think that we can
4: change
2: society.
4: Yeah, I, I think that you're absolutely right, but I do want to make a, a, a distinction here about, you know, well, the forefathers of this country were some low-down racist Dirty, conniving, thieving, corrupt motherfuckers. Mm. I need to go on record and say that. So when you say we, that's fine, but I never liked the motherfuckers. I right. never liked them. I never liked their mamas and daddies. I don't like their grandpappies and grandmammies. I don't like none of their children. Period. Fuck them. The long way. <laughs> Fuck them. Because if not for what they did, then you don't have this type of country in the first place with all of these this bias and this systemic racism, which really keeps us at odds. Because really, we have more in common than we have differences. Right. All of us. I'm talking about straight across the board. All of us, we have more in common than we have differences. Right. But what we wake up every day thinking about, this fucking race shit every day. It's It's, it's this racial shit. And it's classism. Right. That's what we're fighting over every day. Racism see. and classism. Racism, first of all, at least classism is something that 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 you can control to an extent, because it really a, a lot that has to do with your grind. Right. But racism, like 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 we wake up, we born the way we, we are. We, right. We can't help that. We can't take credit for the way what our skin right. color. Yeah, you can't. When we do nothing wake about up and that. we're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm this and no, this like, motherfucker, you didn't. You're not responsible for that. You know what I'm saying? And you're not responsible for your looks, or uh, right. any of that. But like, go out and do something, motherfucker. Achieve something. Accomplish something. Right. And then you can tell me how proud you are about this and that or whatever. Right. You know. But I, I think that. But it's it's that it's it's that it's those people. It's people out there that they have to keep the race shit going to keep us distracted. And keep us confused because if they don't, then we all gonna wake up and say, nah, motherfucker. These, you motherfuckers are really the ones, and we can then go after these motherfuckers and who are they? Members of Congress, your local politicians, uh, your 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 congressmen and women, your senators, your your representatives, your city council members, the, the gatekeepers. They're the ones. <laughs> They're the ones. These motherfuckers are riding to the core. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I ran for city council, <clears throat> you know, it was the gatekeepers that looked like me that seemed to have a bigger problem with me coming in and wanting to do something for the people. There's some fucking gatekeepers, bro.
5: Now, why why do you think it? Why do you think the ones that look like us or or were why do you think they had a problem with it?
4: Well, they, they, they're they jockeying for a position. Oh, you're going right. to try to take my spot. Oh, you're going to expose something. Because I'm going to expose their asses. You know, I ain't going to let it go down. Mm. You ain't going to do I, If I got the juice, I got the power to do something about it. You ain't going to do my people dirty. Right. So And oh, yeah, I'm going to make sure my people get a fair amount of them damn contracts and shit. Oh, yeah, we're going to get all, all that. I'm Which, not, finna, fail, I'm not finna, it, right. And that's how it's supposed to be anyway. Right. But they sitting up in there on their asses and getting just with them and their people, They little friends, They little hustle group, and they making sure, ooh, now I can't let him in. He's gonna try to mess with our stuff. He's gonna mess it up for us, you see? Right, right. Like, and oh, and, and these. And, best, and, ain't gonna and, like and, yeah. And yeah. so a lot of times, the other gatekeepers, they don't have to do nothing because you got to first of all get past your own. And. You ain't gonna. It's hard to get past them motherfuckers because they gonna. Because yeah, I ain't gonna be
5: as nice as boss. They gonna team I ain't as nice I ain't as boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They gonna right. team.
4: They gonna team up on you, bro. And so you're fighting. You're very. You you're fighting an uphill battle. But it, I mean, but it's one that I think any honorable person right. just you know would just say, you know, that's what it is, and you know why not me? If I if I right. gotta fight that battle, that's the battle I fight. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't I ain't scared to fight. You know, right. And I, right. I, I really, and I really have a personal disdain for bullies. I don't like bullies, and mm-hmm. a lot of these politicians' family are bullies. They got these suits on and these fancy dresses and shit, and they walk around here and they tell their little fancy speeches. You know, they show up at the. At the at the at, at your grandma's fiftieth yeah. anniversary yeah, party, picture, pictures. you know, and take they, they show up at the graduation. They show up for um, when somebody die and they right. go in and you take the picture anytime the cameras around it. And then that's enough to get them reelected. Right. But you can't name one thing they did for that, that they did for the community to change your life. You can't even name anything they've done. Right. We got so many people in office that look like us who ain't doing shit with that position. All they're doing is getting reelected and patting their pockets, man. It's
5: and a cold sad. game. And, and that's sad. And, and I'm going to tell you, and and, and to, to, to uh, just to, to comment on what you said uh, a few minutes ago, is like, I'm going to be honest with you, at this point in human history, because I always, I always sometimes take myself just Back and kind of look at the world from two million miles away. At this point in history, racism don't make any sense. It's like you. First of all, we know too much to even. We know too much now. Number one and number two, there's no law against my race, so I don't care if you're racist. That's on you. You stupid fool. Because I look at like that's your laws. So you ain't gonna take my dollars in your store because. I'm not your race, so if I come to buy something from you, you think you're not you're gonna you do you really think you're gonna tell me you don't want my money so sometimes it's like I just sometimes i I see people that are racist and I'm just like, how does that even benefit you in any way? yeah, because I can you can't stop me from being successful, so what difference like what i guess what I'm saying is like what is what is the benefit of and I'm talking about individuals, not systemic. Well, what is the benefit of your racism?
4: It's like I, where... I think I like I think a lot of times, man, that ra- racism is just people. I think I see racism as like an emotional crutch, and this yeah, is what hey, I, this is what I mean. Watch, so emotional crutch. Check this out. So that's a, that's a good uh, when when we when we when, we're, when we are born and we're raised and we 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 grow up with certain convictions in life, right? Mm. And there are certain things that. Create fear in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you grew up poor. Perhaps you grew up where your parents were abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you had a girlfriend or a boyfriend that did you dirty. Mm-hmm. If you're racist, those people probably look like you, right? Right. Your parents. Right. You know your your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Because after all, you're a real racist, so you don't be dating outside your race. Right. So right. These people that give you your strongest convictions, your Friend that betrayed you was right. probably your same color, right? Right. So these things give us the strong, our strongest convictions. And, and if you got robbed by somebody, it's probably right. somebody that looked like you. Somebody right. stole your money. Somebody owed you money. It's probably somebody look like you because you ain't gonna right. loan somebody you know that you don't like, you know, right. from another group. You know your money, right? right? Right. So all of these things, you know, really shape us and make us who we are and give us the strongest convictions that we have. Right. So. If you are really going to hate an entire group of people just based on their skin color, if you're going to hate somebody, it really doesn't make sense because the people who look like you are probably the ones, probably ones, the ones the who most. did you the dirtiest. Mm. They're probably the ones who hurt you the most. I mean, personally, I'm not saying sitting back like, oh, I don't like them. Ooh, he said this. Right. Oh, they said this about them. No, I'm talking about people who, who have I you have you... personal connections with, personal life experiences mm. with. Right. The source, the direct source of your pain, your agony. comes from people, your depression. It comes from people. It stems from people who look just like you. Why right. don't you hate them? Because that's too much like right, motherfucker. Right. That's why you don't. And your ass know that you're going to run out of people. Right, and, right. And, and you don't want and you don't want to hate them because you want to be around them. You want to be around them. Right. right. So it's just a matter when you start talking about racism. It's just these are motherfuckers who just don't want to get along. Don't right. want to like somebody. It don't got nothing to do with how you who you are as a person, as a right. human being. It's just that I just don't like motherfuckers. So whatever somebody say negative about you, whatever judgments there are, negative judgments there are, they're going to eat it up because that's what they want. Right. They want to eat it, it up. That's why you have people are. that sit around on social media when crimes are committed, they sit around and they wait to find out what the race of the person was before they decide if how they feel about the case, how they're going to comment Right, On right. that particular case, they'll sit and not not white people. Ain't the only Just, one to do this. Black people right, do
3: it. Right, like, everybody, everybody the,
4: yeah. does it. They sit around and wait. Let me see what the race of the person is before first I, before, before I, I decide, decide to chime yeah. in. Yeah, or how I feel about this. It's, right, it's, 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 when it's, that shouldn't be. It's crazy.
5: Right. It should go back to what you said initially. If you're a human being, you should be able to objectively uh, empathize with any human being. Right. And most people just don't do that with it. I mean, it's unfortunately, it's unfortunate, man. And I I just, I I even, I'm I'm gonna tell you like, even sitting in prison, I done been in, sitting in uh, day rooms in certain prisons where we watching the news and a brother getting arrested for something. You hear a brother and they're like, man, they need to get him a hundred
4: years. Damn. I'm like, damn. (laughs) I'm
5: like, so when it's somebody else's child, Oh, I want him to get hundred years, but when it's your child, man, have mercy on my baby. Or you, and, and or you, man, please have mercy on me. So I, I think that it goes back to we have to start wanting for others what we want for ourselves. I think that's uh, one of the biggest problems that the human being in general have is is just not wanting for others what we want for mm-hmm. ourselves. And I think we, we, we got a big that, problem good.
3: in in our community with self hate. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we do not want to see us come up. Right. We always got something shitty to say about each other. Right. Well, some, you know? of, us, some of us do. I mean, I got to put we in there because I'm black too. No, but I'm
4: saying- I, that, d- I don't I don't give a fuck about it. I don't. But, I don't talk but, about people but, behind their backs yeah, or say but, but, fucked up but, shit about but them. We, but we is, is too general of a statement. It's almost like saying- well, well, it's almost, I, I can say it's we almost, as, as, it's as, al- as- It's almost saying, imagine, imagine some woman saying men ain't shit. That's not true. Some men ain't <laughs> shit. Right. Maybe you can even say most men ain't shit. Many men ain't shit. Okay. But there are some upstanding men out there. No so no. that's not fair to just say men ain't shit. Right. Okay. That's, it's I'm almost I'm like generalizing. That. But Us know.
3: meaning black people.
4: Are yeah. against and I, each and other and I, and so
3: I understand bad. what are you saying? Some too? of us.
4: I know a few. Yeah, I do too. But, but you I'm just, just saying. Any, don't, anything that anybody I know, but when you say us. It's a general statement, and I you know, ain't Generally for black people, is what I'm saying. Not Willie. Ex- ex- we'll exclude Willie. <laughs> we'll
3: exclude Willie. Take okay?
5: me out. We'll exclude Willie, okay? I feel it. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not easy, man. I, I
3: like to see everybody win. I mean, I'm yeah, man, just, just, i Yeah, man, just just like win one time, win. y'all. Like, 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 let us win one time. Right. I, no,
4: I, no, let, no, I don't believe in letting. Ah, uh, fuck that. We're going to win, just, you know- We're going to win, and we're going we to respect the win. Get out the way, or we're going to knock you the fuck out the way. That's how you win. Okay. You know, you don't well, ask motherfucker to let you win. I ain't letting the motherfucker win nothing. And 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 I like I like to see, and, and 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 that's a good point.
5: I'm gonna say it this way: I like to see people win.
3: I do too, man. I do too. I like, because
5: when people when I people win, they happy, and yeah. when everybody happy, everybody, everybody happy. all good. That's yeah, a good everybody that's happy, everything everybody, everybody all good. <laughs> You
4: know, <laughs> so, you, you know what'll make everybody happy? If Matt came out with a new album.
5: Now, guess what? I got one cooking. Uh, it it'll uh, it'll be probably. Early next year, I would say that it'll, it'll be released. I'm just getting everything together. I had a lot, bro. I wrote a lot of songs over a mm-hmm. lot of years. And I'm going to just say this. I want to state this for the record. When I first heard Never Seen a Man Cry, I almost threw my whole notepad away. <laughs> In wow. 1995, I think. Four. 94, my yeah. partner, N.O. Joe, yeah. came to the city. Yeah. Called me and my boy Wap and let us hear it before <laughs> it came out. Yeah. We heard it. I sat there. We looked at each other in the car, and I said, man, why am I rapping, bro? (laughs) (laughs) It was that powerful? Because I had never heard nobody rap like that. This dude sounded like this this guy named Scarface. You know him? He was rapping like a preacher delivering a eulogy, and I had never heard that before. Oh so, um, man, that's a whole lot of crazy yeah, shit that's going that's on in like, my head, man. Bro. I was sitting there like, that, "This is that weird." Is powerful, huh? So I basically had concluded that he was high and drunk in the middle of a graveyard at two o'clock in the morning when he wrote it. That's what
3: I—that's what I had told myself. Nah, I was uh, high and drunk, but not no, I was high <laughs> on pain painkillers. I had broke my fist. Oh okay. And I was—I smoked the joint. I, I, like, I, I, I drank a mill of, of light, and I took a pain pill, and I was high as fuck. And I said, if you let Lord, if you let me come down off this, <laughs> I ain't gonna never do this shit again. So I wrote.
4: Yeah, you you definitely put us in the room, man. You you yeah. definitely put us in the room. Now, well, beautiful when you, thing when
3: you, is, uh, uh, with with that being said, like I'm I'm done. I'm not gonna I'm not rapping shit no more.
4: Anyway, man. On. So uh, Yo, when, when you put out the next record. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, how many are you gonna have? A lot of uh, the your, your old guys from No No Limit on there. Any of the guys from Five or Four bars? Yes,
5: yeah, so, some of the guys are gonna be on there. I'll have some of my my family members, of course, because all of my brothers and sisters are musicians, okay. like yeah. um, sort of like you. I think I heard it thing the a whole family. My of my sister's a singer. One of my sisters a producer. One of my little brothers used to actually play the uh, trombone for Solange. Damn and, man. Um, uh, he traveled a lot with her, and my other brother is a saxophone player. Even though, and my oldest younger brother, because I'm the oldest child, mm-hmm. he he raps, but he's a, a computer engineer, so he just he just do it for fun. Yeah. But um, we all, they all going to be a part of it. My son as well. My son is a rapper, and my son actually just made me a grandpa Wednesday. So wow. I want to say uh, congratulations, congratulations. Papa, gonna you, congratulations. Papa, you gonna be papa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. Granddaughter I'm, I'm call me grandpa. I'm, 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 I'm papa now. So he had twins papa. too. Uh, yeah, the boy and the girl. So, Beautiful man. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he he raps and and you know he um he, he grinding. You know he grinding. He doing his his, his thing, man. And uh, so. I'm gonna have a collective of people on it. I would like to get some of uh, some of these legends on it, like Willie, uh, like yeah. uh, like Brad. You know, I would like to get some of these people. Hey, that I I, kind I of I'll with go ahead and it.
4: commit, man. You know, I, I got one. I just got one criteria, and that's a hey, man. Just make the beat dope. Oh yeah, that beat, yeah, the, that the, the beat, beat smacking, be man. I'm I'm in. The beat that's gonna be dope. And I and I want to do something on a on a New Orleans type beat. I want to bounce on it. A I want to bounce, bounce beat? that thing, man. Oh, I want to bounce on it. A bounce
5: beat. Now I'm I'm gonna tell you this. This the weird thing is. Oh man, this is not when good. I started before bounce came out. Okay. So you know when my album come out in the 80s or in the 89 or whatever, bounce wasn't out yet. So when bounce hit, people were like, "You gonna do bounce?" I'm like, "No," because that I was already
1: rapping. To so
5: it. yeah, so I didn't really I didn't take to it. I didn't begin to appreciate bounce until later on. Yeah. Because it was like, yo, this is a reflective of, of our city. But yeah, that, initially, I, I like that bounce. Man. Initially, that I bounce. was like,
4: nah. You ain't never seen me bounce, man. I'm finna go. <laughs> Say, man. You, I'm you, gone. You you don't want to see me bounce right quick? Fuck no. All right, all right, fuck it then. I was gonna give you some. Look, it would have been really? some legendary shit. Don't do that. Legendary, man. Don't Imagine that, me bouncing. That, it's gonna bro. go by. Her. That's not going to be good. I'm a, nah, <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to have to get on the Houston beat and start freestyling. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Okay, man. Uh, so the new album is... is
5: Yeah, it should be early 2022. It's going to feature a lot of people. Uh, I mean, not a lot of people. It's going to feature select people. And my um, thing is going to be a reflection of maturity because I had right. I wrote a lot of songs when I was incarcerated and a lot of people.
3: You know what? Not to cut you off,
4: but I'll make some beats for you, bro. Man, I would be do I, not believe that shit, I would, bro. I would be he he's get, been motherfucking telling me that same shit. Nah, nah no well, I'm serious did, man I know you I'll play, make, the, you I'll play, make play you, the bass and the right? I play all right? kind of
3: shit, but I'll make you some beats.
5: Now I play the bass and the and the keyboard. Oh, but yeah, we I think I know kill you some play shit. the keyboard too. Uh, uh, I think I saw you before because I you don't remember this, y'all don't remember this, but I think I opened up for I opened up at a concert you was in at the singer in like ninety-five or ninety six in New Orleans. It was you. Big Mike, Keith Murray, and I don't Ray remember
3: Ray. none of that shit.
5: Yeah, and it was Cain and Abel was in it. The little uh, rappers you yeah. be Yeah, how they, they wasn't doing? Cane and Eber. How was they doing? Double them? Vision at the time. How they, how they, they doing? I talked to one of them the other day.
3: They they not in jail?
5: No, they good. good. They you good. communicated yeah, it all with
4: uh, with like C Murder.
5: Yeah, well, me and I C was actually room. in the same dome.
4: Is that right? Yeah, yeah,
5: we was we was in the same dome, and, and C was my partner. Who you know, we was. Me and C been having a connection, man, since I met him. And so he was one of the few people that I can go uh, vent to because he could relate. We were in damn near identical situations. And then, you know, we reminisced together about times, you know, before we got locked up. So we kind of kept each other uh, focused, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I just talked to him about, what, it was about two days ago? I talked to him and I always was, was, was weird, man, As I always felt bad for him because his situation was more serious than mine. Like he's, we got identical crimes, but I was convicted of manslaughter, he was convicted of murder, which means he got a life sentence without parole. <laughs> so I always was, you know, a part of me, and, and honestly, this, this is from the heart, a part of me felt, man, I almost felt guilty for leaving him when I left, if that makes sense. I kind of just was, I felt like I was leaving something behind, but this is the homie, and you know, and 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 he's a he's such a loyal and genuine dude that you know once once I made it, you know, I got on parole. He just every time he talked to me, he almost like try to remind me that he okay, cause he don't want me to worry. Like he'd be like, "Man, I'm good, bro." He, he always up in good spirits, and I know him. I know sometimes things don't always be all good, but he's never gonna. Uh, he never want the people he loved to to stress or worry about him, So he always like, man, you good? Man, I'm so glad to see you out, bro. You know, stuff like that. When's the last time you spoke to Crazy? Crazy? I actually saw Crazy on, he was with us um, the other day. Is that right? He was, yeah, he was with us the other day, on, last night. He was on stage with us last night.
4: Nice, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we thank you for coming and chopping it up with us, man. It. I appreciate it. We, yeah, we really do, man. It's good to see you, man. How can people get in contact with you, though? That's important.
5: Um, through Instagram. Uh, wait, y'all are, are the people?
3: Not, not us. We are gonna oh, get in contact. Right, we got your right, phone right. number. Oh, oh, oh. I'm right. talking <laughs> about. I'm talking about IG. Oh, IG Facebook. is Mac Phipps
5: official um, at gmail.com. Oh no, that's the. Oh uh, no, that's that's not it. Mac Phipps Official is Instagram. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Mac, Mac Phipps Official. Listen, what, y'all know for the record, what are people watching? For the record, I don't know nothing about technology. I'm still figuring all of this stuff out. I'm do you have an
4: email address yet?
5: A email does, address? Does
4: he have a business email? Okay, so, okay. So, Mac, Instagram, if y'all wanna get in touch with Mac, reach out to him on Instagram. Instagram, fam. It's wow. Mac Phipps Official. Mac yes. Phipps Official. Official. That's the Instagram tag. On
5: Instagram. I'm I'm looking at my uh my people, they're looking at me like uh I, I don't know if I said something right.
4: Man, one more time, man, for 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 your support group, man. Oh Hell man, thank it. you, thank you, thank you. I beautiful. like to thank them. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And, it's, and to see that you got your same business partner after all that time, Russell. Oh yeah, you know, still right there riding with you, man. That's that's beautiful to see. There's something that you just rarely see in life, period. But for somebody to go to the penitentiary and sit out for 20 years and come back. And the whole time his people was riding with him and then he'd get, get out and they're continuing to the ride. That's a beautiful thing, man. Shit, you should, should try to package that and sell it because right. we got a lot of fake ass people out here, man. And yeah. they don't know what it's like. They don't know even the meaning of, of loyalty. Right, right. They have no idea.
5: Yeah, right. Well, you know me and Russ been rocking since what? Since I was eight, nine years old? Yeah. Russ was the bullet breaker. They had right. a bully? huh? He was gonna break it. <laughs> that was the bully break. I like
4: it. I like it. Yep. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you for coming. Appreciate out, man. y'all, man. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Mac. Uh, uh yeah. This, this,
3: the sole survivor.
4: True survivor, man. Yeah, I give it up, give it up, and give it up for
5: Brad and Willie. <laughs> give it up for them too, man. Don't this, give it this, up this for dope, us.
3: Man. This is dope. <laughs> This episode was produced by A. King and brought to you by The
4: Black Effect Podcast Network
3: and iHeartRadio.
4: AT&T
2: connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show.
0: Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Got my PrevNar 20 shot.
2: It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect.
6: I'm 19,
2: strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk.